Hello and welcome to the Danger Room, the X-Men Comics Commentary Podcast. My name is Jeremy. My name is Adam. And we are here today to discuss what may possibly be the final Wolverine movie. That movie that is called Logan. Well, the final Hugh Jackman Wolverine movie, certainly. Until they roll a dump truck of money in front of his mansion and say, please do another one. Uh, I think they'll just reboot it. Yeah? Yeah, I would say they will have a new Wolverine cast by the end of the year. This is my prediction. Man, and you... uh, they will they will have a movie out by summer 2000. What, what year is this? 17? So 18 or 19. Okay. That's my prediction. We're, we're going to talk more about predictions towards the end, but uh, that's that's a good teaser for, for what Adam thinks. That's it. I, I actually... I, I blew my wad. I actually need to talk about this whole movie um, before I can come up with anything. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to kind of wing it, basically, is what I'm trying to say. Uh, uh, you should do a spoiler warning there. We're going we're gonna to talk about the movie in detail. Um, so if you haven't seen it, don't listen to this, unless you don't care. Yeah, um, we're going to spoil the hell out of it. Nothing will be left unturned. No important moment of the movie will left, be left unspoiled. And then we're going to tell you how it ends. We are definitely going to tell you how it ends. We'll probably leave a few moments because I can't remember everything that saw it. I saw the movie um, three days ago, so it's not fresh in my mind, but I took some notes. So I saw the movie on Friday, so it's it's even further back in my mind, um, which was release day, 3-3, Friday, the same day as the Nintendo Switch. And instead of getting a Nintendo Switch, I decided to go see... Logan. That was the cheaper option. Yeah, by by far. And the easier to obtain, from what I hear, anyways. I guess if you pre-ordered it, it was no problem at all. I don't know. I don't know. I'll get a Switch at some point, probably, but I'm, I'm in no hurry. I'm waiting for the game selection to improve. Yeah. So, uh, Logan, you know, we'll, we'll do the thing that we normally do. We'll, uh, we'll break it down, uh, talk a little bit about maybe what they could have done or what we loved that they did, and then, you know, we'll wrap this whole thing up with maybe some X-Universe uh, Wolverine uh, speculations uh, as well, we let's, are, want let, to do. Let's, uh, let's shake it up a little bit. Let's start with what did you – what was your – because we always like complain about the movie and we make it sound like we didn't like the movie. So let's let's get that out of the way up front. Did yeah. you like the movie? Right. Don't bury the lead. Um, <clears throat> I liked the movie. I didn't love the movie. Okay. Adam, how did you feel about the movie? I thought it was a good movie. I thought it was an okay Wolverine movie. Okay. Um, how about this? Uh, also, before we, we really get into it, I mean, you watched... I think you just only watched that initial trailer, right? Yes. Okay. So I watched the initial trailer when we did a podcast on that whole trailer. And I think we both, I really like that trailer. Like to me, that is probably one of the best, if not the best trailer I've ever seen for a movie ever. Uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> I know that's high praise, right? And I've, I've seen a lot of trailers, uh, but that one really like struck a chord or like hit or I don't know, like the, the, um, the, the color palette, the uh, Hugh Jackman and his gritty, you know, beard and, and, and old man look. And, and I don't know, it, I really like that trailer. And of course, you know, uh, the Johnny Cash hurt song on top of it didn't hurt anything. And then I went so far as like, I, I normally don't watch any of the pre-release media except for maybe an early teaser or maybe an early trailer just so that uh, I don't get things ruined or I don't get my hopes up too high. Uh, but this, I, I actually, 
ended up catching a lot of the trailers, the two main trailers and then a bunch of TV spots. And I thought they were all really well done. Like, I didn't think they kind of gave up too much in those trailers as uh, they sometimes do for other big budget movies. So packaging wise, I thought they did a fantastic job. Um, having only seen the trailer, I, I can I can only agree. Um, the first trailer, that is. Uh, I will say, based on the trailer, that the the movie did not disappoint in the visuals. No, nope. um, it was a strikingly cinematic, good looking film. Yeah, yeah, and I, that mm-hmm. probably elevated it quite a bit in my eyes. Yes, Cine- cinematically, um, the way it was directed, uh, cinematography, all that. Uh, great, excellent, no complaints, zero complaints, fin- fin- well shot. Um, uh, Patrick Stewart, Hugh Jackman, the girl, <laughs> I can't remember her name. The guy that plays Pierce. Great. All really good performances in my opinion. Uh, I agree. And I would actually, you know, I was thinking about this a lot lately, like the original two Wolverine movies, uh, and I want to talk about those just a, a little bit later, not, not a whole lot, but just a little bit, um, were bad <laughs> in my opinion. Uh, but Hugh Jackman, I, I've thought. Even in those bad movies, he still turned in a really good performance. Like, like he was there to deliver, even though the the scripts or whatever uh, were not quite up to snuff. He he always seemed to pull off his part of the bargain. And I would have to say the script was one of the weak points of this movie too, and not necessarily the the dialogue so much as the plot structure. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't really do anything for me like it kind of i don't know how to say it but it just it wasn't uh it wasn't it wasn't boring i wasn't bored like i was during rogue one <laughs> um i think i was more frustrated just like i was it it it, it didn't feel like a fully fleshed out story um i will i think i can agree with that um I thought, so watching it, I, I liked how it began. I liked the setup. I liked the current circumstances that we find Wolverine and Professor Xavier in. Um, yes, the, the first third of the movie was by far, for me, the best. Um, yeah. I was I was fully engrossed. It brought me right into that world. I didn't quite know what was going on in the world, but I was okay with that. I figured either the movie would tell me or it wouldn't. Either way, I was fine with it. It was, it was a very pretty film. Um, the... Patrick Stewart was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, he, for me, he was definitely the standout. Um, I mean, it's Patrick Stewart, so it's yeah. not like it was going to be that difficult. But you can't really lose when it comes to Patrick Stewart, right? Uh, as far as actress goes, the only the only question I had of, as far as acting was uh, Stephen Merchant as Caliban. Well, let's let's put him aside for just a minute. I do okay. want to talk about him, but but yeah, as I, I mean, like I said, like I agree with you. The first third's great. But we get to a point somewhere in the movie where I wish the script would have been punched up just a little bit because I feel like we kind of lose touch with our um, characters and things are just kind of happening. Yeah. Um, and I don't want to get too far ahead of myself, so let's just kind of put a pin on that and then we'll, we'll get back to that. But Caliban, to me, was totally unnecessary. Um, it was okay to have like a third mutant there that was kind of like helping out. But why did they decide to pick Caliban when they already sort of established that Caliban was a mutant from X-Men Apocalypse, which took place in the 80s, right? I uh, Maybe we can talk about this later. I have a new theory about the timeline. Yeah. Okay, we can talk about the timeline at the end. I've got, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I got some theories too, but whatever. It, at the end of the day, it probably doesn't But matter. yeah, it, it's, it's, they chose Caliban 
because he was a mutant attract and that's it. He was, he was there entirely for that purpose so that the bad guys could follow the good guys around. And I found they could have, I felt like they could have made up a character or it, it just felt, it felt like it was a strange choice to take an actor who was not going to approach Caliban in a way that remotely relates to the comic book, but make him the comic book character. It would have made more sense to me just to create a new mutant or or a uh, mutant that I was like less familiar with or something. There's got to be other mutants that can track. Yeah, or I mean, I thought the whole tracking thing was was kind of useless, uh, really. I mean, because you know, in, in this kind of a world where you know the future's here and you've got like bionic police or whatever um they could i mean the the professor's having these mental seizures and he happens to have them every now and again couldn't they have a device that like you know it's like oh the mutant mind sensor says the x-men are over there we got to go over there and the reason i say that is because caliban to me didn't really lend anything you're right he was there just so that he could track but you know, it's like Wolverine's like, go over there and do this thing. Oh, and now you're captured by the bad guys. And the bad guys say, go over there and track those people. And he does. And then eventually Caliban's like, all right, I've got all these grenades and I'm going to I'm gonna blow everybody up. And he fails. He blows himself up. And, and Well, that, that was a terrible, stupid scene because he's like, hey, everybody, I've got grenades. Yeah. Now I'm going to drop them, giving you plenty of time to get away. How about you just don't do your one-liner. You drop the grenades when nobody's looking. Everybody dies. Yeah. And so you're right. It gives Pierce the time to kind of dodge out of the way. He was the guy that needed to be killed. And really all it was was a very overly dramatic and unnecessary distraction. I don't even know if it was a distraction because I, I don't think, I mean, I think then the fight just continued, right? But now yeah, Pierce was out yeah. of the fight for a little bit. Um, and then uh, Wolverine fought X-24 a little bit more. And I want to talk about that. But we're kind of getting ahead of ourselves. There's a callback to it later in the movie, too, where somehow Caliban's body is still completely (laughs) intact, despite being at the the pinnacle of two grenades. Absolutely. You're right. And uh, the the scientist guy, he's like, uh, oh, save him because he can track or something. But then they never touch back on it. So it's like, why did you have that scene that? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Unless they were, I don't know. So, so the Caliban, having a character there uh, is fine. Having it be Caliban was weird. And then having him really not do anything, really. Um, I feel like you were supposed to have an emotional thread of connection to Caliban, but it, I just never did. No. So maybe the reason that they had him at the end of it was so that you'll be like, oh, Caliban. Oh, remember him? Yeah, but Sad. no. <laughs> Um, the other character that um, I don't want to say I had questions about, but I was like, well, why do they pick him was Pierce. Um, he he himself w- acted. He had a great role. I thought he played his character well. Uh, I just was curious why. I mean, it's not even fanboy service to be like, hey, we got Donald Pierce in the movie. They don't even refer to him as Donald Pierce in the movie. There's one line at the end of the movie where the the, the rice guy or whatever is refers to him as Donald. Right. Throughout the rest of the movie, he's Pierce, and then he calls him Donald, and you're like, that's Donald Pierce. But, I mean, very unknown character if you're kind of not really into the, you know, the second or third tier of, uh, of X-Men universe. So y- y- there's no reason to have him there. I, I didn't know. Well, they also refer to his, like, police buddies as the Reavers. They do that once, yeah. Once. It's like, well, that's unnecessary because Reavers in the X-Men should be, like, half man, half tank, and, and all robot human head and, like, super cyborgs, um, not people with bionic hands. <laughs> right? Well, you know. 
uh, and again, I, I thought, fine, keep everything the same. Don't call him Reavers. Don't call Donald Pierce Donald Pierce. Call him something else, anything else. Call him Rick. Who cares? Uh, and, and he can be that same kind of charismatic, humorous bad guy uh, and, and not... I don't know, alienate people like me. They're like, why is that Donald Pierce? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it feels like they were trying to tell their own story, but then they were doing this kind of half-assed fan service. It's right. like, well, let's, and, then, and that's how all of the X-Men movies have felt to some degree. It's like, you know, pick and choose your random characters to insert into the plot that you've already built up. I, and it, doesn't, it generally doesn't work. Totally agree. This one, I was at least happy that they didn't shoehorn a ton of mutants in. Um, like they have in the past movies. Uh, there's one other, uh, if you stuck around for the credits, because, um, uh, I don't know, I thought there'd be a post-credit scene, but as I'm looking at my phone midway through the credits, I'm like, oh, there's not a post-credit scene. So. <laughs> so so, if you haven't seen it yet and you've already gotten this part of the movie spoiled, you don't have to stay for any post-credits um, scene. But in the credits, uh, somebody is billed as playing uh, Mackin. Who's uh, that? He, he was one of Donald Pierce's Reaver buddies. Oh, so he's never referred to by name? <laughs> no, I don't think so. So in the comics, there was a Cole, Mackin, and, and a Reese. Okay. And uh, I don't think there was a Reese or a Cole, but there was a guy in the credits who played Mackin. <laughs> so another kind of attempt at a, at a comic connection, I guess. And then the other obvious comic connection was kind of the band of New Mutants at the end that they kept calling New Mutants. Yeah. And the only one that we had a name check for was Richter. Yeah. Was never a new mutant, but yeah, that's okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess, uh, I, I, I felt that connection and I, uh, for whatever reason, I guess I was okay with that. Um, although it doesn't really make sense context wise, um, unless, the, unless your franchise is like, okay, now here's these kids. Uh, now we can do a t- movie in 2049. All these kids are adults. And they're, they've, now we've got a whole new batch of mutants that we can play around with, maybe if that's their plan. But to me, like what you just said earlier, um, I don't think the people at Fox or the producers of the X-Universe have a plan. No, this this movie specifically just felt like a one-off where the director was just like, I want to do this and I'm going to do my story and I'm going to shoehorn it. I'm going to make it a Wolverine story. Yeah, yeah, well, I think I think there's maybe maybe two things. So, uh, James Man Mangold, that that's his name, right? Man, mm-hmm. He he has said I read a few interviews that he wanted this movie to kind of be a one-off, but he also wanted it to to kind of fit within the confines of the universe. So that's why he set the movie in 2029 because it's beyond everything we've already seen. So he's not playing with uh, nothing has to go after this movie, so he's not necessarily ruining anything. But as a a coworker of mine pointed out, he's like, "Well, if all the X Men are dead, like, what's the point of watching any other X Men movies?" Yeah, it's pretty uh, bleak. It's it's it basically sets the tone for like, okay, so they're all gonna die. <laughs> exactly. So you're gonna see this adventure, and be like, yeah, okay, so they're gonna win this battle, but you know, the war, they lose the war, and yeah. I've I've seen the movie, and it's pretty desolate. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Um, so so that. I guess that, that that's a rundown of characters that maybe didn't need to be in the movie. Um, I think we've already, and we'll do this more, I'm sure, we've already talked about uh, Hugh Jackman and Patrick, Patrick Stewart. Um, but 
X-23. She was, I thought she was really good. She was great. I mean, she didn't have too many lines at the beginning of the movie, or any lines at the beginning of the movie. Um, but she, her, her, her face and the, how they did her makeup up, and she must have had a stunt double for some of the scenes. But Oh, she definitely did. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, some she, of the... She, 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 she looked like she was a man in some of those stunts. <laughs> did she? There was a yeah. few where she was doing like flips and uh, tornado kicks or whatever, where I was like... That's probably just a short woman or man, but yeah. Yeah, there were a couple times when her body was a completely different body. <laughs> um, but, I mean, that aside, I mean, there's only so much you can do with like a 10-year-old girl. But right, um, right. Uh, it was great. And, and I really liked, you know, the, the overall tone of uh, the movie with its never uh, letting up un, unrelenting violence. I, I actually did not think that the violence was um, egregious, over the top. Um, even with chopped off heads and chopped off body parts, uh, I, I, I thought it was. I thought that was all really well done. I thought the violence was fine, except in the opening scene. And then there's a scene which we'll get to, which was it just felt too. Like the tone was too dark. It wasn't the violence. It, it was just it, the film got really dark, and I was oh, like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll talk. I don't want to be here." <laughs> we'll talk about. I think I know what you're talking about. We'll talk about that. Um, the, so if, I guess all right. So for the most part, um, I forgive the opening scene. It, that was, I guess, that was a little over the top. But but you kind of got the introduction of Logan, who's like, "Oh, for God's sakes, guys, you don't want to do this. I don't want to do this." And then when he finally does it, like one of his claws doesn't work, so he's got to like yank it out manually. Like, that was a nice touch and everything. And then he goes into full Wolverine, and, and you're like, oh, okay, this is this is going to be different than the other two Wolverine movies that we saw. It felt like with with immediately with the language and the violence, it was like, we're rated R! Look at us! We're rated R! So, all right. So, I like I said, I'm okay with the, the violence, like, like really okay with the violence. The swearing, like, and I, I love to swear, and I love movies that have swearing, um, was poorly done. Yeah, it was just too much. It was way too much. I mean, there was um, in in one of the the second red band trailers for this movie. There's the scene where Patrick Stewart's like, "Oh, we got a ten year old girl who hasn't eaten in two days, and I'm fucking ninety. And I was like, "Oh, that's that's good line, great line. If they would have just like kept it at that, and then maybe given Wolverine like a couple of f bombs, uh, fine, like bring home the point." But they were all of them were swearing like every other sentence. Yeah, it was it was especially Hugh Jackman. It was like motherfucker this, yeah. motherfucker that. It was just like this. That's 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 great. You're rated R, <laughs> wonderful. But like you're still based on a comic book, and Wolverine doesn't swear. I'm sorry. No, <laughs> he might say a hell every so often. Right. He, he might throw in a futzer, <laughs> but but never the granddaddy of all of those words. Um, it would have been great if he just, if somebody should take the move film and dub in motherfucker. Oh my gosh, that'd be amazing. Uh, so I it, there felt like there was even a few scenes where he was maybe even Im- improvising. Probably because uh, uh, f bomb came out like just like I don't know out of context. Like yeah, I get it. You're upset. You're you're mad right now. But the I don't know the way you're projecting, the way you're saying it. Like it just doesn't feel real when you were saying it that many times. Yeah, and <laughs> that rapid of a sequence. So. Yeah, I mean, Deadpool pulled it off just right. I mean, you, you use it at the right time, and you can even use it a whole bunch. You well, know, that was also but, very, very silly. 
it, but it was, but it wasn't. There's, there's a, I don't know where it is, right? There's a line where it's, 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 it's funny or it's, it's real, you know, like Quentin Tarantino, Reservoir Dogs, Pulp Fiction. I mean, you watch that and you're not like, oh my God, all the swearing, it's, <laughs> it's offending me, right? No, you don't. Uh, because those are well done when it comes to uh, language uh, and, 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 Deadpool is able to ride that as well. But there's a tipping point where uh, if you're trying to be funny, but you're swearing so much, um, here's a here's a kind of a poor example. Um, did you watch Sausage Party? No, I didn't. OK, <laughs> that movie swore so much that it just became stupid, right? It just became like third graders who have just learned these words and are just going to use these words a lot. That's how that movie handled language. This movie didn't get to that point, but it was like, okay, I get it. Like you can, you can stop. Maybe it was like uh, freshmen at high school who are who are just out without their parents and just swearing. So I don't know. Yeah, I no, I, I agree with you. Um, I was I was okay with the violence. I was not okay with the swearing. Yeah. So those two things out of the way. Um, so uh, you mentioned James Mangold earlier. He's uh, actually, he directed The Wolverine, in case you didn't know. I did. Um, he also directed the remake of 310 to Yuma, which I loved that film. Oh, that's a great movie. He did uh, Walk the Line, the Johnny Cash movie. That's also a great movie. Yeah, good movie. Um, Copland, if you remember that. That I just remember being a really dark film, but it, it's been so long since I've seen that. I don't think I... That one was like all-star cast, wasn't it? It had... I know it had Sylvester Stallone. That's all I remember. Yeah. I don't think I saw that one. Um, Girl Interrupted, which I never saw. Nope. Night and Day, which I think was a teen movie. <laughs> nope. Didn't see it. Um, and then he, he did the... He wrote Logan. He wrote Walk the Line and uh, various other things. So he's got an impressive body of work. Yeah. Um, so this movie, um, could have been and probably should have been any other movie. Um, you, it was, it's a good place, I guess, for Logan to end with the whole old man Logan, um, backdrop. But I feel like this movie could have been done with, you know, two other characters being, uh, Wolverine and Professor X and a girl that they need to save and bad guys who are after the girl in this kind of Western backdrop traveling across the country and and having some adventures. Yeah, I need to rewatch 310 to Yuma. I'm wondering if this parallels that. Uh 310 to Yuma, I mean, that was they were trying to get to the train, but did one was It was two guys and a girl, a little girl. Yeah, and did they like capture the little girl? The little girl was the daughter of Christian Bale. Yeah. Who was presumably a weak guy compared to uh Russell Crowe's tough tough as nails guy and it was kind of a, a study of those kind of characters and uh it, it was i guess it was interesting because it was a study of of characters they were they were very specific characters and they kind of played with the ideas of how these characters should be in society and maybe that's something that was missing from this movie is that you, maybe they felt like they didn't need that because it was wolverine and professor x but you really should have I guess I guess one of the major problems I have with all of the Wolverine movies and maybe all of the X-Men movies is that the movie universe Wolverine is totally one note. He is a guy who is miserable and his arc is always he is is being grumpy until he's a little less grumpy. And that's like his character arc every time. And it's frustrating. It's like, okay, we did that in the last movie and the movie before that. It's just like there's there's other 
sides to the comic book character like a wolverine movie can be fun it really can it doesn't have to be dark and brooding and and they even they, even there was some fun in this movie and i wish they had done that a little bit more yeah i wish i wish that and, and what i saw out of those trailers was more character study uh more more realism more violence of course but um but then also maybe just a little bit of um not funny but 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 humor like real that scene in the trailer where they're all kind of sitting around the table eating dinner and they all kind of look at each other and smile is like a really great scene in the trailer but then yeah. when you watch the scene in the movie you're like oh well that's is not what I was imagining this scene belonged to. Um, still nice and, and stuff, but it's not really what I had, had imagined. Um, so, I mean, let's, I guess let's just jump there for now. Um, so, so a lot of the movie, more of the movie to me should have been, should have been road, uh, events happening, um, Wolverine being grumpy, the professor trying to like say, no, you, there's this, we got, this is our, this is the thing that we need to focus on. And Wolverine pushing the girl away, but still care, like de slowly developing uh, a, a caring and nurturing side. Uh, and that didn't happen for me at all. See, I, I don't even need I would like to see Wolverine not grumpy. I want to see confident Wolverine dealing with situations that are over his head. These situations are over his head. He's worried that he's going to have to kill his buddy Charles. It's, it's deep stuff. He finds out he has a daughter. This is that's like a huge thing. They could they could you could, they could do a whole movie around that. It doesn't. We don't need Grumpy Wolverine anymore. He can be wise Wolverine. I think I don't. I don't. I mean, yeah, he plays it grumpy, but I didn't think he was so much grumpy as as just kind of like um. um he seemed defeated. Defeated and and, and defeated because. Something happened, and we should probably talk about that too, but something happened and all the X-Men are dead and his guy, the guy that kind of uh, uh, is, I guess, kind of a father figure to him, the professor, is dying and having seizures. Uh, but, you know, Wolverine could easily just end it and, and, and take care of the professor, right? Like kill him and and go on about his life, but he feels a need to keep him alive, uh, I guess, so that they can make enough money to buy a boat so that they can kind of just get away, like run away from their problems, live on the boat, and then the professor will die of natural causes, and then maybe Wolverine, because spoilers, Wolverine's got adamantium poisoning, maybe he'll die at the same time, uh, and then they'll just be dead. So the adamantium poisoning. Can yeah. we talk about that for a second? Because sure. When was this set up? Never. Because there there was a reference in the movie to um, Wolverine having killed the the uh, father of a character, and he says, I, "I can't remember the character's name." The guy who's the scientist for the Reavers, um, and he he says, "I I killed your father, but he's the one who poisoned me." And I'm I'm trying to think like, did that happen? Should I know who this character is? I. So I, I don't know, but is the inference that this is the son of that guy, uh, Stryker? Yeah, Stryker. Is this Stryker's kid? But he had a different name. Yeah, maybe he married and uh, doing the twenty first century thing. He took his wife's name. <laughs> <laughs> That's a weird thing for a movie to do. <laughs> it is, but I don't know what other father he would be talking about that put the poison in him. I mean, the poison is the adamantium. Stryker put the poison in him. The adamantium. So why is his healing factor no longer working? Oh, man, I don't know. <laughs> uh, he's getting it's just old. getting old. He's getting old. You know, if, if let's put it this way. Uh, I mean, 
okay, this is going to be kind of a stretch, but in the comics, in the Weapon X project, he's the only one that survives the Weapon X process because he's got his healing factor. So maybe if you want to really jump to a far reaching conclusion here maybe all of these years he's been dealing with adamantium poisoning but his healing factor has been strong enough that his immune system's be able, been able to ward off the poison but with all the damage he's taken and the age and everything like that like his healing factor is breaking down and the adamantium poisoning is overtaking his immunity immune system uh causing this condition that he's in I guess I and I and, <laughs> they, I and I guess the movie even kind of implies that with the scenes where he's he's doing the whole claw stuff that you talked about earlier. It, it's not spelled out, and you could jump to maybe a totally different conclusion, but that's that's kind of what I read in between the scenes, uh, and, and maybe that's just me giving them way too much credit. I, I don't know. So um, you mentioned you mentioned the thing that happened. So let's talk a little bit about Old Man Logan when they when they launch this movie. Uh, when they first announced it, they said they were going to do Old Man Logan. Obviously, if you've seen the movie, you know that they barely did Old Man Logan. Um, the only connection is that all of the X-Men are dead and they go on a road trip. Well, uh, Wolverine. And it's the future. <laughs> yeah, yeah, all of those those things. Uh, but in this this cycle or this version of the story, Wolverine doesn't get hypnotized or or. or illusioned into killing the X-Men. It's never said, but it's alluded to that the professor uh, had his seizure and his seizure caused his mental powers to go out of control uh, and accidentally kill all those that were surrounding him, which were the X-Men. And the only one that was able to survive this was Wolverine because of his healing factor and and whatever. Yes, that that is alluded it is also alluded early that, and maybe I was just misinterpreting, is that, that at some point the professor says, I know what you did. And I thought that that was going to be a reference to Wolverine having gone into a berserker rage and killed all the X-Men. But then does they he, twisted that later in the film and, and the professor says, I remember what I did. Does he say, I know what you did? Or does he say, what did you do? What does he say both? I don't know. <laughs> In the trailer, he says, what did you do? And in the movie, I, I distinctly remember him saying, Logan, what did you do? I don't remember him saying, Logan, I know what you did. I could be I could be wrong. Maybe he did. But anyways, um, yeah, that's and that makes a little bit more sense. I mean, given the, the there's no uh, who who, who um, confused Wolverine in the comics. Was it Mesmero? Uh, I think it was. I don't think it was an X-Men villain. I want to say it was a Spider-Man villain for some reason. Oh, I think you're right. Um, um, like the Mysterio. guy with the bubble head. Mysterio? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, Mysterio created this strong illusion showing that all the X-Men were villains. Uh, villains and yeah, Wolverine went on a berserker rage and then killed all the X-Men. Spoilers if you haven't read Old Man Logan. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so, and then and then there's also another story, like, why are there no new mutants? Well, there's no new mutants because apparently uh, the corn has been genetically engineered to to kill the X factor in people, and that corn has been made into corn syrup and put into all the food. I mean, just it's kind of mirroring what, what's happening to our current food state, except for the, you know, the genetic... Uh, Altering, um, which was a weird little political message to throw into. The I, yeah, I thought that was like okay, <laughs> weird. Like, are we really talking about corn syrup right now? <laughs> like, uh, yeah, it's a bad thing, and we should deal with it. But I don't know. I don't know if that should be the plot of your movie. But okay, this feels like a good time to go to the bathroom. <laughs> yes. Um. 
So the 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 scene that happens, right? It all builds up, and I guess what I wanted to say was I wanted more road. I wanted more interactions. I didn't want what happened to happen, and I really feel that that was the turning point uh, of where I kind of started to fade interest wise. Like I was good up until there. Like there's this really good scene where they're at a casino and the professor has one of his seizures, and there's like a slow motion thing where Wolverine's fighting through the the psychic pain, and all the yeah. bad guys are just standing there. Wolverine's like slicing them up in slow motion and then that was a great scene it's amazing you know and I think I think they they remembered the success of days of future past with Quicksilver and they're like how can we do that again <laughs> and they found a way and it, and it really worked well um so you get to the scene where you know the horses escape well all the the automated trucks are driving down the road and uh the trucks inadvertently run a horse carriage or, or whatever off the road and uh, wolverine's like let's just go we don't have time for this we gotta we gotta get this kid to wherever she's going and and the professor's like logan we got to help them and finally logan gets gives in and i don't really know what they do but they the, oh the professor mentally calms down all the horses yeah, yeah. and it's, it's actually a really good scene that's very is tense good. yes because one of the trucks almost hits a horse and you're like ah um, and then the professor calms down all the horses and they're able to bring all the horses back. And, and it's a, it's a great scene for the professor. It's a great scene for like Wolverine helping everybody out. And then they go and have dinner with the family and you're like, no, <laughs> right. So, so, you so, know, yeah. Wolverine, you were followed to the casino. Yeah. These people are going to die. Yes. <laughs> Don't do it. Yes. So it, it, to me, that could have been a good turning point scene for for Logan to we take care of the horse problem uh, instead of him being I we well, just us we got to get on the boat right he now he's looking after somebody else the horses in this case if they just get back onto the road and then maybe he and X twenty three kind of start developing like a relationship some more actiony things happen uh, and then we get to the climax of the movie like I would have been I think really happy with that but then instead of doing that they get the invitation to dinner uh and and what makes it the worst is it's like it's a black family and she's like great so the token black people in this movie are just going to get <laughs> slaughtered like and 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 they don't just get slaughtered like oh these people got killed and that's really sad no they get destroyed like yeah, ripped to pieces and, and, and you're like oh my god you know it's gonna happen and and they make you like this family and you're just like you're not fooling us this is like <laughs> These are, yes, these are great quality people and they're really nice and uh, movie, come on. <laughs> right. So it's it's this, this this family, they're farmers, they're the last farmers, all, the corporation has bought up all the cornfields and you got these corporation people coming down that are turning off the pumps and just causing all sorts of problems for these, these decent folk in the middle of the country who have home-cooked meals, and they tell stories, and they share wine, and you're like, come on, stop it. <laughs> and then, you know, then then a thing happens, and, and Logan and the dad, they got to go, and they got to fix this problem, and there's an altercation, and Wolverine reveals his powers, and, and the, the dad's like, all right, you got, you're, you're, you're you, and I'm me, and we got to deal with things, and then he gets killed. <laughs> right and then no he doesn't get killed the, the dad doesn't kill no his wife no, and his kids get you, killed they they cut back to the professor oh. and the professor is revealing that he remembers things to logan who is now back which uh. 
this actually surprised me because I was like, when X-24 I hated stabbed this. the professor, I was like, okay, I did not see that coming. No. And then the wind completely went out of the film for me. It was just like the, the, the following scenes were, okay, so now the professor's dead. There's a Wolverine clone running around killing people, kills the entire family, like you said. It gets really dark and I'm just I just become completely deflated and just like how much longer is this movie yeah yeah uh and, and so the dad and Wolverine get back and the dad's like oh my god my family's killed and it's because of you it's because of what you are and he's getting ready to shoot Wolverine but then he gets stabbed or killed or something and then you get a fight but I was really disappointed and how the professor died. Yeah it was it was I don't I I don't even know how to describe it it just it 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 made the character the the purpose of the professor being in the film seem like pointless yes he 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 has a good track that he starts right he's trying to get logan back to like this is the girl you got to care about her she's the future we got to do the thing remember the thing we did we got to do that again i'm not going to be around forever i'm i'm 90 i'm about to die you're going to do this this is what's going to happen uh but instead then, of ever the, getting oh. to that point like he just gets pointlessly stabbed in a surprising twist scene where you're like, oh, my God, Wolverine just stabbed the professor, but he's clean shaven and he's <laughs> got like shaved hair. Who's this guy? Why is he stabbing the professor? Well, you knew they, they alluded to it before in yeah. in uh, the uh, the video that the the maid shot or not the maid, the nurse shot um, and edited the night before. On her iPhone. Right. Well, the power of iMovie. <laughs> she must have been up all night. I've got all this footage from when I worked at the company, and now I've got to edit it into my speech to Wolverine. This is going to be brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, so I would have... The professor should have died. No, no doubt about it. But... Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I really... I agree. This is, this is Patrick Stewart. This is the Professor Xavier. The I mean, he's been around since... You know, he's the X-Men. He is. He's already died once. Yeah, right. Um, he already pointlessly died once. Why not pointlessly kill him a second time? Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah, it's 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 just the I think I think what you're trying to say is that the, the movie has this current of uh, bleakness and this this thread of hope that is in the, the film, like things are going to turn around and that scene goes straight down to the bleakness and you're just like, nope. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. I mean, what I really wanted to see after watching the first third or half or whatever the whatever point of the movie we're at at this point, I really wanted to see the professor uh, be the change that Wolverine needs. Like he, he, he as he's dying or one last mental thing or he's got to maybe get him out of another situation by using his powers, but it's too much. And as he's dying, Wolverine gets it and he's like, oh, this is what you've been trying to tell me. Thank you, professor. You've been like a father to me. I love you. I'm going to miss you. Uh, I'll be with you soon or something. And then in a, you know, a slow, put some music in the background. Like we all get a little sad. Maybe some of us choke up a little bit. The professor dies uh, and he gets his just desserts. He gets his due uh, as being Patrick Stewart and as being Charles Xavier. Uh, he doesn't just get stabbed and thrown in the back of a pickup, pickup truck. Exactly. Oh my God. That was like, really? This is, you're just going to throw him in the back. Okay. And then I'm thinking in the back of my head, like, okay, they're throwing him in the back of the pickup truck. They'll throw a tarp over him. Maybe he's okay. Like, maybe we'll get this scene. Like, he's going to be like, oh, man, my chest really hurts. But Logan, here's what you got to do. But no, he, he was, he's dead, right? Yeah. And then it, even, even still... It, it, 
go ahead. Even in, even in this imaginary thing that you're like creating, like maybe the professor is sacrificing himself at the end. Sure. And he has this this moment of clarity where, you know, he is able he 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 is clearly not loopy anymore and he's able to like talk to Wolverine and on like a level and Wolverine realizes, oh, this is the real professor. He's back. And then how? in that moment he's like able to 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 sacrifice himself and Wolverine like learns a lesson. How about this? Uh doesn't have to be astral plane, but they do like a mental connection thing and it's young professor in a suit standing. Uh he's young and 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 whatever and Wolverine is there and he's in the X uniform and he's shaven and proper and then they have whatever this conversation is this heart to heart right before the professor dies that that's a that's a good scene right there and we can have James McAvoy and Patrick Stewart play the professor and kind of it, it goes back and forth between the two uh, that might be a little too much but sure <laughs> <laughs> that might not be in the budget but but yeah so anyways, he gets pointlessly killed. And then you get this big battle between um, Wolverine and X-24 Wolverine. And I'm totally not interested at this point in X-24. I hate him. Like, <laughs> he serves no... I have no connection to him. He's just a killing machine. I mean, at this point, I would have been like, you know... And I was actually kind of hopeful, like, when I saw his shaved head. I was like, oh, man, did they bring, bring back Leif Schreiber? Like, it's this Sabretooth? Hmm. Like that would have been maybe maybe a little stupid, but I would have rather seen that than X twenty four because he yeah. did he did nothing for me. Yeah, it was it was just let's we need it we need a big bad villain and let's make Hugh Jackman the villain. It, it's like even in even when they do that in comics, it's lame. Yeah, I guess I really wish they wouldn't have had a, a big bad villain. I, I really I guess they didn't need one. No, they could have just had like. Um, uh, Pierce and his Reavers or whatever you want to call them, just kind of messing with them or, yeah. or I don't know, just messing with the professor, which is messing with Wolverine and X-23. I mean, just a little bit more subtlety I would have liked um, in that. Or you do something where they 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 reference in like a little, like they're, they're not just being chased by the, the, uh, the Reavers, but there are scenes where they're being chased by uh, various Weapon X- projects so they they confront like some random villain in a, in a quick short scene uh or you know they have to do something daring and and fight off this villain so they know they're being they're being threatened by these weapon x uh rejects that are that the the project has been sent after these people to try to kill all of them and maybe they they best one and they escape there and then they meet up another one and that's where the professor sacrifices himself as the final one yeah. they can even they can even connect it to the comics by having like some of the, because there have been all those weapon X versions. They could have one or two of them. Sure. I sure. I, I, I don't know. I, maybe that's not even a good idea. I just, yeah, it was, it's, I, I don't think you need a big boss. No. And then, so at that point they, they take the professor out to the forest, they bury him. And then, you know, even at this point, in the trailer, you see the girl and and uh, you see X twenty three and Wolverine kind of look at each other. And in the trailer, they kind of give each other like a knowing look. But in the movie, they do that scene, and then Wolverine's like, Ugh, "So mad at you," and like just storms away or, or whatever he does. And they, they still don't have that connection yet. And then they drive into town. And he passes out, and I don't know. At this point, I guess I kind of like lost uh, my in, uh, investment in the movie because then like a whole bunch of stuff happens, and then there's a final battle. <laughs> and I know I'm skipping over a lot of stuff, but no, I'm right there with you. And and part of the part of the 
problem with this section is that we just got through this super draining dark segment where we're we're like ugh, yeah. And and the middle, I and that's that that the section where they first meet up with the kids and whatever is very dry and it's very dialogue heavy. Not a lot happens. It's not that exciting. Right. The best part of it is when they shave Wolverine. Yeah, that was a yeah. That was a fun. It's scene. it's slow and yeah. and it's not very interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, what did you think about the comic book connection? I liked that actually. I, I I thought it was weird that they didn't use an actual comic book, but it makes sense. Yeah. Uh, in the trailer, there was a line where Logan says, "Looks like we got a comic book fan on our hands," but I didn't see that line in the movie. Did you? Well, he says they they might have changed the line for the movie, but he says, "Looks like we got an X Men fan in our hands." Oh, I I must have gone to the bathroom because I I was waiting for that line and I never saw it. I mean, I definitely saw him pull the comic book out and he's like Avalon or whatever the place is that they want to go to. It's fake. It's from a comic book. Eden. Eden. Sure, that's even um, more appropriate. So he it's in the hotel room. Yeah. Uh, before the professor has his freak out, Wolverine goes through X-23's bag and finds two comic books. And he's like, yeah, this isn't how it really was. Some of these tales aren't even true. Oh, I missed that. I must have gone to the bathroom for that. Um, uh, that's an interesting touch. I mean, I guess that what, what that says is that the X-Men became known and Marvel Comics decided to do an adaptation of the X-Men for comic book form. And maybe that's where the costumes came from. Interesting touch. Unnecessary, but interesting yeah i mean that that was fan service that's kind of nice i'm yeah. okay with that so yeah so there's that and then yeah they you, i don't know there's a doctor scene and then there was caliban blowing himself up and uh yeah yeah then they meet the kids and then they go to canada and then we get the final the final battle um between Wolverine and X-24. And uh, boy, so that's the turning point, right? So he's, he, what, was he dying? Or he's like, I can't help these kids. Or he, I got you here and, and that was my job and now I'm out of here. And then he changes his mind and he comes back and that's when the final battle happens. Yeah, he sees all the drones going after yeah. them and he's like, uh-oh, she's in trouble. I better run through the jungle and, and the like forest. That. That to me, that's just so cliche. Like at this point in the movie, I would have liked him to to he to to be the mentor, to be like kids. Like I've been at this for a long time, and I you need a rudder, and that's me. Like I'm done. Like my fighting days are over. But you kids, you got something. I'm gonna take you the rest of the way, and then the drones can come, and X24 can come. Um, I would have rather seen that than the whole cliche like ah, took you as far as I did. Now I'm leaving. Yeah. But that aside, so Logan fights X24 uh, and he gets killed. Uh, I mean, but I was so disappointed with Logan's death as well. Well, the the uh, they they reference Wolverine's adamantium bullet. Wolverine, the first movie, right? Wolverine has been carrying around an adamantium bullet with the idea that. He can kill himself if he ever wants to commit suicide. Um, so probably that's what he's going to do after the professor dies because this is a bleak film. Right. Um, and X-23 uses the adamantium bullet to shoot X-24 in the head. And uh, that's how they get rid of X-24. Um, yeah, adamantium bullet. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. I mean, plot Do we device. need to remember anything from that movie? Nope. Much less the one of the worst parts of it. <laughs> Uh, so the fight is so bad and, and is so brutal that Wolverine is is hung up on a tree, isn't he? Doesn't uh, X-24, like, 
jam his body through like a tree branch and he's just kind of like hanging there uh, it's like a stump stump and yeah. he's like chopping she's she's chopping the stump behind him and cutting yeah. oh, him down and she brings him down and and then he's laying on the ground and they have a farewell or something like that and then she buries him tilts the cross into an x and that's supposed to be super emotional and then they walk off to canada so i would have some of the stuff that i liked in this last scene was they used the kids powers really well and i would have liked to have seen the kids powers a little bit more mm-hmm. one of the coolest scenes was so so all, it is implied that all of these kids got their dna from other mutants so there's there's like an Iceman mutant and a, a wolverine mutant and some of them are directly correlating to the x-men others of them are not but the the little girl who has the ice powers freezes up a reaver's arm and smashes it and that was like probably for me the best violent the, <laughs> the best use of violence in the movie and she just has this look on her face like ah! yeah and i i like i liked the different usage of the uh these kids powers and i it would have been like like you said it would have been cool to have wolverine as a mentor walking through the forest and like you know maybe giving them some commands and telling you uh trap and they could have set up like a cool trap for the reavers and would have been like a little uh a predator kind of thing where they're they're setting them all up and using their powers in cool fun ways and totally uh, totally agree yeah yeah they they could have done so much. They could have done so much. Uh, uh, and I like what you just said. Maybe they're all surrounded and like, this is it. Like, if we don't fight back, we're dead. So we can't beat them because they got the numbers. But look, I've been around. So you hide, you do this. And then by the numbers, we, we knock them out one by one using teamwork and a plan and, and what have you. And, and really, so I thought that, so having the professor die was fine. I would have rather he died the way I kind of articulated earlier. I didn't think it was necessary for Logan to die. I know this is supposed to be his last movie, but I really felt like maybe they could have done something just a little bit different throughout the movie with his adamantium poisoning. Maybe he doesn't have adamantium poison. Maybe he's just old and his mutant powers are failing or something. I don't know. But in his kind of last saving grace as he's saving the kids, he he intends to sacrifice himself, but... What ends up happening is that he 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 only sacrifices kind of like the last remaining bit of his healing factor, right? So he he but he does whatever he does to save the kids. He his body kind of heals up just a little bit, but doesn't totally heal up, and it's not continuing to heal up. But he's he's not going to die, but he's just like very damaged and maybe the kids have to carry him out or something like that so he's done like he is he can't be wolverine anymore Uh, but what he could be to these kids is he could be the new professor xavier and he could take these kids to canada train them educate them show them what it's like to be a mutant and that you know i'm gonna train you how to use your powers so you never have to use your powers that type of thing Um, and they don't have to ever do another movie after this it could just be like implied like Wolverine takes these kids to Canada. They form a little little school, and that's it. That's the end of the story. That's how the story ends. But no, they hang him on a tree, and they decide to just kill him. And well, I think I think part of the reasoning behind that is like this is Hugh Jackman's definitively last Wolverine film, and I think they wanted to have an on-screen death scene. Fine, for then Hugh wh- Jackman and whatever. Which you know, fine, whatever. Then I agree with you; it wasn't necessary, but it's clearly the direction they really wanted to go in. And then this is what you do: you d- you do what I said, and then uh, at right before the credits roll, you do ten years later, and you do a girl, an older girl who looks like X twenty three, and she is 
at the viewing of Wolverine and he's in his coffin or whatever. And you have kind of a tender moment between the two. Everybody leaves with a tear. Wolverine is definitively dead uh, and he's done the whole mentoring thing. Again, you never have to make that movie that occurs within that 10 year span. It just has to be implied. I yeah, I agree. I mean, the way that it, the way that it ends up, it's it's if you're following the 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 plot, you have grumpy Wolverine thinks things are crappy and they are and they just get crappier and then he has a change of heart because he realizes he has a daughter and then he sacrifices himself for his daughter. So, as an audience, you leave feeling pretty down <laughs> down right there's no hope you don't leave that movie with any hope and not saying you have to leave every movie with hope but i mean it's a, it's a comic book movie <laughs> right yeah, it's, it's, it's a, a movie about wolverine you should leave with some sense of fun yeah but but that's not how that's just not how hollywood or fox sees wolverine he's not he's not a fun guy he's their dark and brooding violent rated r picture yeah so uh, a lot of I don't know how Rotten Tomatoes gives us a ninety-two percent fresh. I think there is a lot of problems with it. Maybe I just had too I feel high like the of expectations. expectations were so low. <laughs> that could be that the fact that this movie wasn't bad. People and and I think a lot of people wanted to see Super Violent Wolverine, and they got that in spades. So I, I think a lot of what people wanted to see, they got. Uh, I I agree um, with that so i don't know you have anything else that you want to say about logan the movie the first third was fantastic Mm -hmm. um overall i liked the movie even though i had a lot of complaints and we basically rewrote it (laughs) yep seems like we do Um, that with most of these movies (laughs) um the fact that we can like go in and rewrite a movie is sort of uh, a testament to our love for this uh you know franchise i suppose if Mm -hmm. you will um so hopefully Hopefully, hopefully we didn't leave the listener with on too bad a note. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so speculations about the future of the X franchise. Uh, I mean, from what I can tell, <clears throat> uh, there's no real signs of them letting up. I mean, I'm not exactly sure where the Gambit movie stands, but I, it's not been canceled. Um, I've heard that the next X-Men movie has been greenlit, although... I heard uh, that one take was supposed to be based on Dangerous, but then I also heard that another working title was Supernova, so I don't know what that means. Dangerous would be an interesting movie for them to do. I have no idea what they would do with Supernova. I don't. What's, I, I don't. What's dangerous. Well, Dangerous would would more than likely be the um, um, Joss Whedon, uh, John Cassidy, Dangerous. Oh yeah, I did hear that they were thinking about that. I mean, it it would be weird. But, I mean, anything to not have – at this point in my X-Men watching days, there's no need for us to ever see Magneto or Mystique again. <laughs> um, so they could do that with Dangerous. It might be really weird, though, for a movie watcher to be like, wait, the Danger Room is a villain? <laughs> and what's a Danger Room? Because <laughs> I think in the X-Men universe, we've seen the Danger Room maybe once or twice. Well, well they – they very loosely based. I think at this point, it's like they they pick a story arc and they take very limited things from it. So you almost kind of have to reread the arc and figure out what works for the movie, and then just drop everything else. So there would be <laughs> right. no danger room. You're right. You're right. 
So, yeah, it's really kind of a question. And to me, it's not necessarily just because Hugh Jackman has left the franchise. It's kind of like, well, they did this movie now that's set in 2029. So now you have kind of like you have the beginning, right? You have X-Men First Class, which is the first class of the X-Men. And now you have 2029, which is the death of the professor and kind of the end of the X-Men. So, Time for a reboot. Well, what are they going to do? I mean, to my coworker's point, like, yeah, you could do Dangerous or Supernova or whatever and have that set in the 90s or 80s or whenever it would be set. But, but, and, and maybe that's fine. Maybe, I mean, they'll sell tickets. Despite even the worst movie uh, in the X-Men universe has made box office bank. Like every movie has returned its investment uh, by quite a bit, even the bad ones. So, you know, as long as that's the case, they're going to keep making X-Men movies. But from a fan perspective, it's like, what are they going to do? And this is really the difference for me between the X-Men universe and the Marvel universe or the Avengers universe. It's like they over at Disney have a plan, right? Yeah. Here's here's what they need to do. Stop calling it an X-Men universe and start calling it an X-Men multiverse. Say X-Men 1 and 2 were their own movies. They didn't have a follow-up. X-Men 3 was its own movie. It took place in an entirely different universe. Wolverine 1, 2, and 3 were all separate movies that had nothing to do with each other. Completely different universes. So what, are we up to five universes now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, First Class and Days of Future Past, that was their own universe. They were together. And, um, I don't know, uh, what was the other one? Apocalypse. Apocalypse. That's, that's another one. So we've got seven individual universes. Sure. I don't Broken down into the good X-Men movies and the bad ones. (laughs) Sure. You could do that. Um, yeah. Because at this point, the continuity makes no sense anyway. So yeah, let's not worry about it. It really, it doesn't, you know, I, I'm kind of a continuity nut and I did that whole chart for X-Men Apocalypse and it kind of made sense. And you can kind of fit this one into a timeline if you want, but it really doesn't matter at this point it's so swiss cheese or, or string cheese or whatever you want to, it's just it's so fragmented that uh you, you really get the f- feeling that the people at fox or or zach snyder or whoever's running these things not zach snyder is it zach snyder uh, brian singer Bri- brian singer right sorry my bad uh it, just shooting from the hip like hey what about this guys pa-pow, pa-pow, uh, and then spit out a movie without worrying about what are, how are we going to follow this up or what's the next chapter or What's really interesting is you have a trilogy of movies, i.e. the Wolverine movies, that that do not work together. (laughs) And there's like any other trilogy, even if it's a bad trilogy, there's an overarching story that connects all three of those movies. Well, they actually do work together. They they don't have an interconnecting story. That's true. However, if you take them out of the X-Men universe as a whole, they work together. Really? So you have... You have the first one. Yeah. Which I mean I guess yes, you have a beginning, middle, and end, but there's no overall arc. There's there's definitely not an overall arc arc. Um but the third one does reference Adamantium Bullets. It does, it does. And it and also references uh the Statue of Liberty from the first X movie. So there's there's definitely right. callbacks to, to the past. But the I look second second X Men uh, Wolverine movie references the death of Jean Grey from the last stand. Definitely, definitely does, yep. But um I look at Captain America uh, movies, and, and even though they're intertwined with the Avengers movies, 
You could watch all three Captain America movies and still have an idea of what's going on. And it's mostly about Captain America and his buddy Bucky and what he's doing. And then right. all this other stuff that's happening. But those movies are well enough crafted that when, um, you know, another hero shows up, they get a little bit of an introduction and then they just go on about the action. So you don't have to watch the Avengers movies, to, in my opinion, to enjoy a Captain America trilogy. I don't know why you do. I don't know why you do that, but I think you could. Yeah. I mean, they, they are designed to be standalone. Alone-ish. They, what, I mean, they're, they're not designed to be standalone. They're no. designed to make you intrigued to watch all the other ones. Absolutely, but, but they I mean, could stand alone. It, they really they took the comic book formula and they put it in the big screen, where they yeah. say every, every any one of these movies could be somebody's first movie. So let's introduce the characters. Let's make every character that's in here. Uh, interesting and uh let's learn about them a little bit and then let's have them fight and do some interesting stuff and and make them wonder whoa hey who who's who's uh that war machine guy i'd like to see more of him okay well then watch the iron man movies or watch the avengers movies but you don't get that in this x una multi-universe thing that they've puked out <laughs> so yeah i guess my overall take there there are some good entries in the x franchise um and the ones that, that I go to are X1, X2, Days of Future Past uh, are good. Uh, X-Men First Class, Logan, the rest are all kind of mediocre to bad. Um, what do you do? You know, I think if it's, it's and it's not my sandbox, it's not my toy box to play around with. But man, if I would start this, I would start this thing over and I would get some paper <laughs> and I would start writing some titles and I would start doing some some plot overviews and being like, look, we're not going to just Deadpool's not going to be in a Wolverine movie just because he's Deadpool and neither's Gambit, right? We're going to make sure that there's a reason why these characters are in these movies and maybe they're going to go off and do their own movie or be in a team movie and we're not going to just kill characters for no reason. I don't know. We're going to make a contiguous universe and I don't think that's ever, I don't think that's going to happen for a while in the X universe. And it's not and the reason why is because they're making tons of money. Right. So, they don't whatever they're doing from the standpoint of making money they're doing it right good point they may, they may not be making marvel dollars but maybe they don't think the x men like maybe it's a misunderstanding they just don't think the x men can do that yeah and i would say that there was a time when nobody thought iron man could do iron man money right yeah that's no, uh, true and and then boom he did and now you took all those kind of i don't want to say second tier but lower tier characters i mean i think it's pretty well proven that at some point popularity in the marvel universe flipped from like avengers to like the x men like the x men were kind of carrying uh marvel for quite a while which mm -hmm. is probably why fox bought the rights and why Marvel ended up getting back the rights for Captain America, Iron Man, and all the rest of the Avengers because nobody's like, everyone's like, well, we can't make money with these stupid characters. So yeah, it's all about uh, what? Storytelling, right? What? Yeah. Imagine that. It's all about plot points. It's all about looking at the, the, the overarching story of the comic book and figuring out what the fans like and building movies around that that bring bodies into the theaters, but don't necessarily actually have to do with the stories that they're telling. Yeah. So, I don't know. That's all I got to say. I liked the Deadpool yeah. teaser at the beginning. That was fun. I, 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 I was disappointed that there was no Stan Lee cameo in this. I heard, but I don't have confirmation that he had a cameo, but it was cut. Uh, well, but, oh, well. Yeah. So, there you go. 
he should have played Caliban, except <laughs> they don't they don't kidnap Caliban. They just leave him behind. And he he just like as Wolverine and Patrick Stewart, uh, Professor are leaving, he says, Excelsior <laughs> That that might have been a little too over the top. <laughs> Maybe. All right, then. I, I got nothing else to add to this one. Yeah, I feel like we were pretty bleak on this one. <laughs> uh, and I guess, I, and, and, it, and it's more of a, it's like, for me, it's more of a frustration with, there was so much potential. Yes. Based on the trailer, based on the first third, based on, based on the visuals, just, and based on the, 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 the character of Wolverine that I know is there. Yep. But. The, the the movies just don't want to tap into that character. They 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 have their version of that character. It's sort of it's sort of like how the Star Trek and I and I really like the Star Trek movies. But in the in the first one, the characters were sort of simplified versions of the characters that we saw in the TV show. Mm-hmm. Um, and and Wolverine also has this very long, complicated life, and they're just they're they're basically taking very little parts of it and. Uh, they're not the parts that I want to see on the screen. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think you could they they if they would have had a plan, they could have done the evolution of Logan's character over the course of three movies. Show him as grumpy berserker loner in the first one, uh, wisening to the world in the second, and then I don't know some variation of old man Logan at the end. But see, old man Logan, I mean, old man Logan is grumpy. He doesn't want to participate. He killed all of his friends. He just wants to live with his wife and kids. And that works for that story. Um, it didn't work for this movie because it wasn't really clear. They never really made it clear why he was so bitter. That's true. That's true. It's a good point. Good point. No, <laughs> but hopefully, hopefully, uh, hopefully Fox will lose the uh, license and <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. No, I don't think it's going to happen. Well, maybe they'll make like a, a, a deal like Sony did. That would be amazing if they could do that and just share all the profits and have Disney helm all the, the stories or at least, I don't know. Then, 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 yeah, then you could have Wolverine versus Hulk or yeah. I don't know, any number of stories. Mar- uh, X-Men versus Avengers, that would be a huge crossover. But that's probably not likely to happen. And I think uh, Marvel's got more than enough to do uh, with, with the characters that they currently have that maybe they wouldn't even be able to really do justice to the X-Men if they had that back. I think they just got like like Fox gave up on Fantastic Four and Marvel has Fantastic Four now. Uh-huh. So if if Marvel can do something with Fantastic Four, which the comics have completely given up on at this point, so they're probably not even going to try. <laughs> but if they could make Fantastic Four work, the property that they claim no, but no, like nobody seems to think can work, mm-hmm. then they can they can certainly make the X Men work. Sure. Well, that's it. I got nothing else. Yeah, I could go on, but I'm not going to. Mm. Wasn't as disappointing as Rogue One. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know if I agree with that, but at that point, you're just splitting hairs, so I'm not going to argue. <laughs> All right. Uh, until next time, my name's Adam. And my name is Jeremy. And the Danger Room is closed. <laughs>